The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. The resourcing isn't enough for what we need to get the leagues to the next level in this country. And I think it's very significant for the women's game. Subscribe to The Koi Gig Pod on the Off The Ball app now. Zemo going on his own! He gets the try! The Red 78. We're both monster people. Trevor gets over the line! Try from Munster! Nobody knows Munster rugby better. Hello and welcome to the Red 78, a Monster podcast for Monster fans. My name is Rory O'Hagan. We have a very, very busy show for you today. Lots of talk about Monster's good performance at the Aviva Stadium. New contracts for Monster players and Peter Manny stepping down as Monster captain. Delighted, as always, to be joined by two Monster legends, Fiona Hayes and Alan Quinn, to talk through it all. Guys, how are you? Good. Excellent, Rory. Yeah, very good, Rory. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thanks. Um, not a bad weekend, I would say. Um, I, w- I had a lot of fear on Saturday. I thought it was going to be one of those <laughs> disastrous did. Saturdays where uh, my team, my my soccer team, were playing at half twelve against City. <laughs> I thought we were going to get wiped, and I, I was worried about Munster then on Saturday night, based off the team sheet. Um, Fourteen of of. The starters for, for, for Leinster were at, um, you know, on the World Cup squad with Ireland. So just the strength of the selection and all that. And look, that's kind of the narrative going into the game, wasn't it? The script that there was a fear element about, um, about what Leinster could do. And, uh, I probably had that a little bit with the, with the, the Man City Liverpool. I had no great expectation for my sporting teams on Saturday, but I was more hopeful. But it turned out pleasantly good. Liverpool got an eight late equaliser. And I thought Munster, they didn't buy into the narrative. I like that. I like the fact that they didn't go up, go up to Dublin and kind of, kind of go with the script in in a sense that yeah, give a good effort and all that and a pat in the back type scenario. They tried to win the game, and that really pleased me. I think I would have been really frustrated with some of um, some decisions in the game that cost them the game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure in the podcast we talk about, yes, all the good stuff from the positives and the negatives. But for me, I think they should be really angry with themselves. They should be frustrated. Players made some poor decisions at really crucial times. And that's part of your analysis of us having a look at it today, both Fiona and myself, but also Munster themselves and players understanding that to get to that next level, to actually you know, make good decisions and pressurise moments is is the ideal situation. You don't always get that, but there's a couple of incidents in the game, I think, that Munster, it was, they were there for the take in Leinster. They were a bit off, I think, yeah. and, and I think from the, t- the tweets and the messages, um, I think there's a mixed bag of, of, you know, Munster fans being really happy, but also, I think, from a Leinster point of view, they were a bit off and we had a situation where you could have really went for the juggler and then, just a couple of things, small things, which I think you need to be hard on yourself and you need to be critical of yourself internally. But look, overall, I love the fact that um, uh, they went there and they brought the passion and the effort and the commitment, but they also brought some great quality in, in what they did and they were you know, so many good things in their performance. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, tweets and comments in. If you'd like to get your comment read on the show, you can either tweet Alan or Fiona or you can send us an email the rugby channel at bowermedia.ie. Fiona, you have a lot of those comments there. We can't get to all of them, obviously, because we've got a lot in this week. A lot of people enthused by Munster's performance, but as Alan was saying, maybe a suggestion that we left it behind us. 
Yeah, look, um, that's it. Loads of, loads of interaction this week. Great to see. Um, we'll start off with a, an old Leinster fan, Liam Casey. He says, oh, I'm a Leinster fan. And for me, Munster backs were positive. Crowley looked assured. Zebo has a bit of X factor zip back. Um, Casey is really sharp forwards outside of Coombs, all 10% behind their opposite numbers. I'm not sure I agree with that, but uh, we, we no, leave that. But look, everybody <laughs> has their opinion. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought some of the Munster forwards were 10, 15% better than some of the Leinster forwards. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, we go to Ross McConnell. Munster are developing being young and not so young players and playing the game of rugby to win. Not something we did under Van Gran. He's saying new coaching team deserves a lot of respect. Seems to be a clear, honest purpose now. A North Star all are working towards. So I 100% agree yeah, this this coaching yeah. ticket has really impressed me. Um, and uh, Per Johnson, overall positive. Didn't expect Munster to play that well with ball in hand, which is huge. One thing though, could some... Um, with inside context, please tell them to play high percentage rugby in brackets, e.g. never go for a turnover, which in is 75% of the case result in a penalty to the opposition. So he was just looking at the, the breakdown um, there and we'll leave it off with uh, Ray. Leinster really poor and didn't build any pressure or momentum. I'm going to say that had a lot to do with Munster's defence as well. Repeatedly spilled the ball at key times. Munster never looked like a real threat despite the wonderful first try never kept scoreboard taking either wasted opportunity to snatch a rare win gap is huge I think so that's what Ray thinks but <laughs> I, I disagree that Munster mm. never never fired a shot I thought their attack was exceptional at times and they really stress stress Leinster so look again um, when you watch the game back there's certainly a couple of opportunities there that that um, Munster could have mm. could have scored could have been more critical um, Clinical, if you like, but yeah, I think the overall. Have you more, Fiona? Or yeah, I just see Chris Tobin as well was touching on that big improvement, but we're not clinical, just like you said. Enough. That's the difference. Ten three. We're we're on the Leinster patience, and it's seventeen three. If we're on the line, three defensive lapses um cost three tries. Burns lose pass. Coombs not guarding the pillar for Sheen's try, and Zebo's missed tackle. Um, he said although he was injured for that last try, so just being clinical around that area, like you said, Quinny. Yeah, guys, come on, I just jumped in there. It seems, Alan, that like Munster fans mm. are disappointed that they didn't get a win at the Aviva Stadium, which is a massive positive sign, I suppose, for Munster this season. Yeah, it's been a bit of um, the Roy Keane scenario, which, which, which I, I, I actually <laughs> thought of him on Saturday night. Just thinking, would he be happy? What would he say in the studio afterwards? Would he say, oh, God, great Munster for Pat in the back? But ultimately, they lost the match here. Um, they haven't won league points against against Leinster in a number of years. Leinster have had the you know the dominance, but when you peel it back and you look at um, again, as we say, the quality, the internationals, the current internationals that are in that squad, and where Munster are trying to get to, you know, they are the current URC champions, and they did fantastically well. It was an amazing win last last year. In back in May is all, so it's not that long ago that they were tasting and uh, that success. But yes, uh, I think the narrative is that, um, and and the feeling is yes, lots of positives, and because there was probably a little bit of fear there, and but I just thought the players applied themselves really well. They stayed in the fight. They created a hard edge, 
Um, and you need that. I've always said that, you know, you have to have a little, a, a little bit of that edge. And when you put on a monster jersey, some may disagree that, you know, I went over that, uh, the line as regards edge at times or, <laughs> or whatever. But I mean, just an, an edge that you really believe and you bring a hardness to your game. And, and that's what good teams do. Leinster have a real edge and they've had a real edge in the last number, number of years in reaching finals and winning trophies. Um, but, I think that's where Munster, well, I, it pleased me that they, they were in the fight and they brought a real, they didn't buy into the fact that Leinster are supposed to win this game. They actually tried to play and they attacked and um, the work rate out of the players, their 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 defensive work, their shape uh, in attack, their work rate to get back on high box kicks that Jamison Gibson Park put up. Um, I thought they they did so much stuff really well, and uh, they got their emotion right without getting over excited. I think they were really good in so many facets of their game, which was really positive to see. And I think that's what the fans feel. But yes, like I said at the start, we shouldn't accept that this is where we're at. I yeah. think we should take it for what it is and say yes. There's lots of improvements. Munster weren't spooked by the occasion. Uh, bigger Leinster crowd, obviously 50,000 people, incredible scenario, you know, for the URC as well, to be fair. We've got to mention that. Um, and it was a good bite to the game. Uh, yes, of course, Leinster were a little bit off it, but I think Munster made it really, really difficult for them. And that's what you've got to do against a, a, a team like Leinster with all their, their, you know, we know about their momentum and their quick, um, breakdowns and the way they can hurt teams and when they get their pace and tempo going. So Munster managed that really well. And first and foremost, they were physical. They got stuck in. And then actually they were quite intelligent in in in, in the way they played and they stressed they stressed Lencer, which is really important um to see. So yes, lots of really good positives and I think the fans feel the same. But the player in me says, right, we've got to get better. How can we get to the level now where we're clinical and we win that game? That's the challenge going forward. So what do you do? You review the video. You look at space. You look at opportunities. You look at times where a clean-out needed to be better, a pass needed to be given. I think um, Shane Daly cuts back in at one side uh, mm-hmm. at a time there where mm-hmm. if Jack Crowley pushes around and actually Jack Crowley is the first receiver, it's a, probably a four-on-two for, for Leinster there late on in the game. I think it was still the game was still in the balance and... Um, Leinster hadn't scored uh, the, the the third try. If you look back at that period, it was a really crucial period where Leinster could have scored a try there and um, or Munster could have scored a try. So certain things, um, yes, they look back on. But to strive to get better, they've got to um, look at it themselves. And, and I think that's what the fans feel. So it's really good to see that. It certainly is. Fiona, what positives do you take uh, from Munster's performance? Because as, as Alan was mentioning, there certainly was quite a number of uh, positives to take from that performance. Yeah, absolutely. You performance to take from it look we sat here last week lads discussing how bad the scrum was and how they got done at times um look i i think to have john klein and ty burn in the second row they obviously pushed tom ahern to, to six and i think that had a lot to do with scrummaging and having those big guys but behind the props i think john uh archer had a, had a great game look 
he obviously uh, had a couple of penalties against him, but Andrew Porter is the starting loose head for Ireland. I think um, I actually thought Archer probably could have got a couple of more penalties. I thought there was a, a couple of hinging in. I thought he anchored the scrum really well. Um, he did his job. He knew to just get in there and hold his own and he, he got the strike back. So that was huge for me that the, the scrum was able, they were able to win their own ball at times, which we said they needed to do going into this game and went after Leinster on a couple of occasions as well. And it was great to see Kilcoyne come on the pitch in the second half and the line out Ty Byrne got up and got a couple of steals there was a lot of variety in it we spoke about um, you know that how how we were going to set up our mall still didn't see enough out of the mall um, but I did see variety and movement around winning that ball and I think to have Thomas Ahern, Ty Byrne and Jean Klein as go-to options was huge for Munster and you could see that it stretched Leinster's defence in making decisions around that line out time so there was huge moments in the game um, and I suppose look what really stood out to me I love talking about scrums and forwards and I talk about them all day but I have to say Jack Crowley just watching him throughout the game how he was so composed um huge moment for me was to see this is the guy that I want on my team I think it was around the 64th minute there was a loop around play Crowley passed it out to um, Shane Daly who who gave quite a low pass to Shane McCarthy he stretched his hand and unfortunately couldn't get it Larmer was coming through if he kicked that ball and was able to connect it was probably a guaranteed or a 50-50 Leinster try what Crowley done was amazing for a 10 he slid across the ground and threw his body in front of that kick and Mm. that was huge to see a 10 put his body on the line like that he knew he was in those big moments defensively yes he took it to the gain line he created space he he barked at those forwards and moved them around the place but it was defensively I think he got a very good turnover as well at the breakdown where he judged it and got his hands in the ball so it's brilliant to see these type of calibre players stand up now and these big games you can easily go to sleep or you can be hidden when you're playing against the Leinster team and the minute Ross Byrne went off there was no doubt for me that Crowley was the man controlling the pack around the place you know um, yes for all he had a good game but watching Crowley from start to finish it was one of his better games I've seen in a Munster jersey There seems to be an interesting I think just 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 on. Just to add to the positives there, um, Rory, and it's probably one I know I'm, I like looking in at the stats because they're, they're not always accurate and don't tell the picture. But, you know, when you go away from home and you're 53% possession against Leinster, that's a big positive. That means you're controlling the ball, you're holding on to it well, you're winning it back. Um, the next one I would have is clean breaks. So mm. how many clean breaks do we have against Ulster? One. Um, we had nine against Leinster potentially the best team in Europe, one of the best teams in Europe. So you've nine clean breaks. So that would indicate the attack and the shape, the work rate to get in position, to realign was really good. And if you think of the first try to Craig, the brilliant try to Craig Casey scores, what, what does that come off? It comes off a Jamison Gibson Park box kick. That monster win, gather really well. Jeremy Lockman makes a carry, gets a little edge. And then they put it through the hands and it's a try in the opposite corner. That tells you that the work rate is really good getting back and getting in your shape early. The quicker you can get in your shape and attack is the better. Um, you can launch your, 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 your strike plays because again, you're probably not expected. The opposition don't expect you to go and put it through the hands when you receive a box kick back in your own half. They think you'll truck it up for a player or two and maybe kick back down to the opposition. 
Leinster exploited that and and were really brave in what they did there, executed. So nine line breaks is really good. Mm. 19 defenders beaten is really good. Four offloads, I think territorially 45% as opposed to 55 for Leinster. So could Munster have stayed in the Leinster half for longer periods? Yes. And we saw some crucial turnovers. I think the Caelan Doris one, and I'd probably elaborate on that um, around 60th minute. Munster on the attack. They make some really good inroads. Um, they go back towards the post. Caelan Doris pops in, robs the ball. There's a bit of a shamazel. It's a scrum. Leinster get a free kick from the scrum. Kieran Frawley puts it down into touch, which is the right thing to do. They didn't go, we're taking another scrum here. We're just going to kick long. Frawley puts it around the halfway line. Um, you know, they get the ball back and a couple of minutes later, Jordan Larmer's gone in the corner. And in between of that, I think there was a couple of kicks up and back. Gavin Coombs, through the middle of the rook, stands up and he hits uh, Jamison Gibson Park's hands and gives away a penalty. From that penalty in the halfway line, Leinster kick into the corner and, and the try comes from that. So in a five-minute period there, Munster backed up some errors with errors with errors. And then, as opposed to being on the attack, protecting and really being diligent at protecting that breakdown where they had Leinster pinned back a little bit and stressed. And it was 14-13 at this point. So maybe you get a penalty. Maybe you go for a drop goal. Maybe you go ahead there and on, on the 60th minute. And that, you know, what does that give Munster? So... That was a crucial period. And then, you know, Jordan Larmer, five minutes later, as I said, is going in the corner on the back of a couple of mistakes and errors from, from, from Munster. And, you know, you think at 21 13, well, that's the game. Mm. But Munster, in fairness, came back, they get the penalty. And, and, you know, it was a little bit of squeaky bump time at the end. I know Munster, of course, right at the end of the game, Ty Byrne gets, mm. gets the turnover penalty to, I think it would have been really cruel on Munster if the if the losing bonus point was taken away from them. Um, so that's a real big positive for me because we're all about attack and how Munster's attack shape has improved. And I think they got a little bit of that flow back into their game on Saturday against a really good team. And on the flip side of that, defensively then, they were very aggressive in their line speed and their contacts with Leinster. Mm. I think Leinster's video this week will be all about the mistakes and errors they made. So... Um, that, that that's really positive. Five turnovers won, but six turnovers for Leinster. So I think, you know, that's probably an area. A couple of those crucial turnovers um were 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 kind of crucial in the game. So um as I said, I'll re- reiterate nine line breaks, clean line breaks against Leinster would indicate that it was a you know, I think one of our tweeters was saying there that Munster didn't really kind of attack or didn't didn't look like they had anything uh, any sort of cohesion around attack, I thought it was totally the opposite. I thought Munster really looked really good at times um, against probably the one of the best teams in Europe yep. who will probably be, I'm sure, contending and the team to beat to in the URC and in Europe. Yeah, and with that as well, like they've got, they got, like I know you can talk about, you know, errors, but Gary Ringrose, a world class 13, jumped out of the line twice. You know, Munster's attacking play, yes, on uh, that beautiful break by Zebo, he came up and missed a tackle, but also Crowley had a lovely loop around pass, he came up, missed that tackle as well. So that shows a lot of that Munster attack. If you're getting those guys to, to jump out of the line, leave their systems, it means they're under pressure. 
Right, enough of the positives. Uh, there's still a lot. <laughs> we've a lot. We've a long way to go. Well, that's um, what we wanted but, to get into as well. Was and, the, I, and I think, yeah, I think it's we've a long way to go. Still, not a long way. I think we're making really good progress, yeah. and I and I like the the mentality. And I think for the young players who were in Belfast and who it was really uh, disparaging and disheartening after that because I thought you know we we covered that for sixty minutes. I think. We, we didn't really fire a shot. We fired shots the other night, and I think that's the level. And, and they, they've got to believe in themselves that, you know, they can um, step up. I know we're going to go through some of the players, are we, in a minute, Rory? But, mm. um, but Fiona did cover some of them. But overall, there's still some issues, um, mm. and there's still some really good players to come back in the group. Uh, Peter O'Mahony. And I, th- I saw a list, someone putting up a list from Leinster and someone from Munster in one of the sites there, and they were kind of debating. For me, that's very close, if not the strongest Leinster selection that they can pick. Um, they still have a lot of, they have a number of players out injured, but are they starters? No. Mm-hmm. But th- does that give them a stronger bench? Yes. But Peter O'Mahony, he starts for Munster. Mike Haley starts for Munster. RG Snyman starts for Munster. Alex Nankovil starts for Munster. Ollie Yeager, who's now in the mix, starts for Munster. So there's at least five Munster players. So when you're having the argument of we're missing this and we're missing that, I think that's the reality. Of course, there's loads of depth in that Leinster squad that um, they're not all starters. I think James Lowe is the obvious one that comes back yeah. into that side. But then you're taking out an international like uh, Jordan Larmer, who's a, who's a top quality player as well. They have that luxury and... Uh, but, um, yeah, again, some issues, the negatives, the scrum could be better, some of the decision-making, some of the breakdown work. And, again, I would keep reiterating, I would like our mall to become more of a weapon. John Klein, him coming back in the mix helps that for sure. But, no, it was still, it was a positive positive night for Munster. And, dare I say it, it's now back at up time. <laughs> so you know, it's get the points now. There's points. You're at home this week. You've got to get points against a really, really dangerous Glasgow mm-hmm. side. That is it for part one of the Red 78. To listen to the full episode where we talk about our star of the week, we build up to this week's clash in Musgrave Park. We talk about Peter O'Mahony and more. Become an Off The Ball member. Check out offtheball.com forward slash join. For all the details, you can become a member on the Off The Ball app, Apple, Spotify or YouTube for nine ninety nine a month. The Red 78. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. 